Yeah, 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 we know medical care requires informed consent, but laws require informed consent, politics, entrepreneurship, how you engage in your diet, health, exercise, even relationships. These all require a place of being informed, and I am so sick of being called a conspiracy theorist for using my brain and being informed. So that's how this podcast came to life. This is Informed Consent. I'm your host, Brooke Bocci. Let's start talking. Happy freaking 2024, friends. We are back with another episode of Informed Consent. We are back with another season of Informed Consent, and we are back with another year in general. How in the world are we through 2023? I mean, time truly flies. I I now understand my parents when they had explained that when I was younger, that you blink and time just flies because here we are. I feel like we just started 2023 and here, you know, we're in a new year. And obviously I've taken some time off in the holidays and it's just been a really hard year for me. I first want to say I am so grateful and so appreciative to your guys' understanding of me not posting weekly episodes because of just life situations that my husband and I have been going through and I I truly appreciate it. And I truly appreciate those that are still here, that are still listening, that are still following along and that have really kept us in your thoughts and your prayers. It truly means the world to us. And, you know, I I spent a lot of time thinking about this show and and I'll be completely honest with you. I, I thought about being done with it. It's such a passion of mine. It's something that I love to do so incredibly much, but my life has just been a whirlwind of unexpected situations happening and just so much, so many other things that I feel like are a priority in my life. And so I won't lie, this podcast did get put on the back burner. And I spent a lot of time thinking about it and praying about it and and wondering, okay, what do I want to do with the show? Do I want to keep going? Do I want to end it? Do I want to take a different route? Like, how can I keep going with this if I do go with it? And I just brought me to the statistic of, I think it was like around 96% of podcasts fail after the first year. And I just sat on that thought for a long time and was like, you know what? I'm really proud of myself. Like I made it through now two and a half years of this show. I could have given up and I could have been in that statistic of podcasts never surviving after a year, but I kept going and I owe so much of that success and so much of the ability keep going to you guys, to listening, to letting me know what you guys want to hear, to the feedback, to the love, to the support, to the understanding. And I guess I'm just here to say, like, I'm a normal person. And I think that that was what gave me the realization, like, I am going to keep going with this show because life happens. And while, yes, there are some amazingly successful podcasts out there that don't miss a beat, but those podcasts are also people's like full-time jobs. That's what they do. That's that's how they make a living. That is literally their bread and butter of life and, you know, in their, in their businesses. And for me, this is a hobby. This is something that brings very little income for me. And this is something that really, truly is done out of the love of my heart. And so I feel like I have to give myself grace in knowing that I'm just a person that has a passion for sharing information and that has a love of sharing information with people. And I don't have to do that. I don't have to to put all this together, but I want to. 
And even if that means it's every so often, if it's not weekly, that's okay. And I also want to show that to people too. I want to show the the raw. I mean, I've always prided myself on authenticity. I've always prided myself on, you know, just being real and talking about the hard things and talking about the vulnerable things because there's people out there that that compare, that think they're different because they they feel a certain way because we see so much on the outside of people, not even the outside, but we see like the social media filters and and the little limited TikToks and and the photos that's just like 5% of someone's life. We don't know what they're going through and and with podcasts we we just see what we hear, right? Like we don't know what they're going through and and I think sometimes we can compare ourselves. You might listen to a podcast and be like, "Wow, this person's a superhero. They they, you know, all they do is talk about clean living and toxic free living. They must be like the healthiest person in the world. They must be like perfection. And while they might be, the odds of that happening is low. And why do I say that? Because nobody's perfect. Nobody lives in a little bubble of non-toxic living, of of the perfect picture of health. And I guess for me, there was just so much that tugged at me of not being able to show up. And here I am preaching health and wellness and holistic healing, and yet I can't even get pregnant. And so it, it was a lot of personal growth for me to really come to the realization that like I'm human. I am human. And so are you. And why not share the raw, the real, the authenticity of me? Why wouldn't I? Because you listening to this might need to hear that. You might need to hear that it's okay that you're not perfect. You might need to hear that it's okay if you get the flu every single year or have seasonal allergies every year, or it's okay that you absolutely cannot give up tattoos or you absolutely just like love your toxic, toxic makeup. Like we're all human and, and that's okay. And I've always said from day one, And when I started sharing, even before my podcast, like day one is I will share the raw, the real, the things that people don't want to talk about if it impacts one person. And so I guess I'm here to say that if me being raw, being real, maybe not showing up as often last year, really breaking down my walls of, hey, i preach all this informed consent and yet we can't even get pregnant. Like I'm here to show you that I'm human. And if that can help one person, whether that's you listening, whether that's your cousin, whether that's your friend, like that's what I'll keep doing. So no, this show is clearly not coming to an end. I have decided I am back for another season, season three. I think I started season two on like the first week of January last year. So I feel like it's, I feel like it's just perfect timing for me to just start a new season. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for this year. I hated 2023. And I am just so ready to close that door and to move forward. And if you're listening to this and you're like, no, Brooke, I had the best year of my life. Like, I don't want that year to be over. Like, that's all right too. Because guess what? 
my best year of my life was in 2022. My worst year of my life was in 2023. Like what a 180. So I guess I'm sharing that to tell you that I'm not here to say that like, oh, just because last year was the best year of your life. This is going to be your worst year. Like I hope and pray that this is another beautiful year blessing you with so much joy, so much health, so much happiness. But I'm also here to tell you that you could have the worst year of your life and the best year of your life. Like you don't know. You don't know what could happen. But you have to move forward. You have to keep going. Whether you're ready to welcome 2024 because you're just riding such a high of how wonderful 2023 is, like keep it going. Whatever you are doing in 2023 to feel that joy and to feel that love and to feel that just excitement, keep that going. Keep doing what you're doing. If you ended 2023 like ready for that 365th day to be over to go back to number one, like me, like look back at what you did. And look back at how that year was, whether it was something you could control or not control and and evaluate that. Like, what did I do that year that set me up for sadness? Or what did I do that year that made it so hard? And if it's something that you can control, I challenge you to control it. For example, for me, while I couldn't control the fact that we are dealing with infertility, like this is something so out of my control. Something that I can control, that I really truly can control, is my mental health. And why do I say that? Now, yes, I'm not saying that I am going to struggle with infertility and not be sad because that is impossible. But there's other things that I know that I can do to support my mental health to not maybe make it so bad. And some things that I have been really aware of is, number one, like limiting my alcohol. I, in 2024, I'm not going to say I'm going sober. I mean, hopefully I have to go sober because I'm pregnant, but I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to absolutely not drink, but like, I'm going to limit it so much to very special occasions because I know what alcohol does to my brain and the feeling of, you know, being hungover one day. And then the spiral that I feel after that, like, I just, I, I can't have that in this year. Another thing that I really looked into that I'm going to very nervously be doing in 2024 is I want to get into cold plunging. There's so much data and science on how cold plunging is beneficial for mental health and dopamine levels and energy levels. And so I think this can be something that's really helpful for my mental health during a season that is challenging for mental health. And so I'm, I am I just wanted to let you guys see that just because you had a crappy year, because like I said, I, uh, man, it sucked. Like I, I slept, I did, I did not watch the ball drop. I was sleeping by nine 30, like could not even wait to get to the next year. But like, I was so ready. I was celebrating like, okay, just, I want to go to sleep. So this year literally comes sooner. That's how much I hated 2023, but it's a new year. It's a fresh start. It's new opportunities. And I know it's so cliche to sit there and say, like, let's make New Year's resolutions. And so I personally don't do New Year's resolutions. I myself actually pick a word of the year. And I kind of want to share that with you guys. And I know this is so probably not normal content here on Informed Consent. But let's just say Informed Consent on your 2024 year. Like, 
being fully informed on what you are going to bring into 2024. Because I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to start my first episode of the new year? How do I want to start my first episode of my third season? And I just was like, you know what? I, I just want to kick off the new year and talk about how to kick it off on a positive note. And then also share with you guys what's to come in 2024. How does that sound? So again, I don't set New Year's resolutions. I, I personally do not. Not Nothing against them. I, I truly, I, I think they're wonderful. I think they're goals. And hey, I, I prefer goals over nothing. But the thing with New Year's resolutions is they're very bland. There is no roadmaps to them. And they're, the statistics of them being attained is so low. So it's like the common the common New Year's resolution is I want to lose weight. And it's like, okay, cool. You want to lose weight, but like, give me more. Like, you're not going to be able to attain that if that's literally your New Year's resolution. If that's it. Why? Why do I say that? Because you need a roadmap. Like, how are you going to lose weight? What are you going to do? What changes are you going to make in 2024 to get there? So rather than New Year's resolution of like, I want to lose weight, how about like the New Year's resolution of like, I'm going to exercise five times a week, at least 20 minutes during those exercises, or I'm going to eat protein at every single meal, or I'm going to stop skipping breakfast, like whatever it may be. I'm going to, I'm going to do X, Y, Z to help my hormones because that will help you get to your New Year's resolution. So if you are a diehard New Year's resolution through and through person, like I just challenge you to set a roadmap to that resolution. But still with that being said, I don't do New Year's resolutions for the last almost, I want to say 10 years. I have been setting words of the year. So rather than resolutions, I set words. I pick a word that just feels very fitting for me, that feels very in line with that year, and I, I live by it. And I have found this to be the most successful, and I measure my success by looking in December or November and seeing if I'm still living that word. Because I can guarantee you, you ask anybody what their New Year's resolution was and how they're doing in November and December, and they're going to look at you and start laughing. And so that's why I pick a word of the year. And what I do with that word of the year is I live by it. I try to take every single day and be like, okay, here's my day. How is what my word is serving? Or how is how my day is going serving my word? And I really, truly do. And especially when, you know, whether I do weekly evaluations or monthly evaluations, like I try to sit back and think about it. I really, really, truly do. It's something so simple. Like I'll give you an example. So some some words of the years that I have had, growth or faith or build. And for example, like my growth Growth was one of my first words of the year. And everything that I did, it was like, is this growing me as a person? Is this decision going to grow me as a person? Is this book going to grow me as a person? Is scrolling this social media going to grow me as a person? And if the answer was yes, I would keep doing it. And every year I've done that. And so last year, my word of the year was build. And most obviously, it was to build a family. But it was along a lot of other lines of build my faith, build my business, build my podcast, build my home, like just 
you know, really working on, you know, we built a house. So we built a house, we moved in two years ago. So just like adding on and, you know, decorating and painting and all those fun things. And, and while in so many ways, I feel like I failed my word of the year because first and foremost, my word of the year was build a family and that didn't happen. I look back and reflect and I built stuff that I wasn't expecting. I built patience. I built grace. I built understanding. I built just so much around what I was forced to learn. I mean, I was, I built the, I built the strength of the, I mean, I built strength. I built the strength of not being in control of so many things. And so going into this year, I was like, maybe I should have it be the same word of the year because I didn't feel like I, I accomplished it. But if 2023 taught me anything, it's that I can't control every possible thing. And if you know me, you know I am an absolute control freak. Oh my gosh, like I, it, it's insane. And it was almost a very humbling experience. It's like God's winking at me like, yep. I know. And that's why I made you wait. And so I guess going into this year, I'm like, okay, how can I continue to just wait and understand? And to me, that was patience. I need to just continue the patience. While I feel like I learned so much patience in 2023. And quite honestly, I don't want to be patient anymore. I don't know the answer to when my prayers will get answered until it happens. And so until then, I have to be patient until then, I have to be patient with myself and my feelings and my emotions and where I am. I have to be patient with my husband and what we're going through and understanding that we're both going through what we're going through. And it's not just me or it's not just him. I have to be patient with God's timing and understand and trust that this waiting is for a reason. You know, I have to be patient with our doctors. I have to be patient with our results. I have to be patient with just life. You know, in so many ways, I will be honest with you. I feel like my life is frozen while everyone else's life is going ahead. I mean, I'm watching people left and right have their second kids, third kids. I'm watching people get married and get pregnant right away. And I'm over here. I almost feel like I'm drowning in a pool, like waving to everyone who's jumping off in the sunset, like here's our lives. And I'm like, okay, see you later. And it's really sad because that is the feeling that I have. But I have to learn to be patient in that. And if that means that all my kid, all my friends are going to have 18-year-olds by the time I have a kid, God, please don't let that be the case. But I need to build the patience for that if that is what God's journey is for me. So with that, enough about me. I challenge you to pick a word of the year. I challenge you to pick a word to live by in 2024. Is that accountability? Is that intentional? Is that leadership? Is that communication? Is that faith? Is it growth? Is it build? Is it patience? Is it dedication? Is it motivation? You know, you can really easily go to Pinterest and find words of the year and find what resonates with you. And then I challenge you in, in decisions and actions and things that you do, just ask yourself, is this propelling me to my word of the year, which is patience. Is this 
is this going to, let's say your word is motivation, right? And you are sitting there making decisions like, I'm going to go out partying or I'm going to go here. Or I'm going to, you know, eat this piece of pizza. Ask yourself, like, is this going to make me lack motivation tomorrow morning when I wake up? And I'm telling you, if you keep that forefront of mind, it will be game changing to you compared to a New Year's resolution because you can live through that all year long. So with that is a new year and I couldn't be more excited for 2024, even in a year that is probably going to be a madhouse with an election year. I mean, we're already seeing what's happening between states like Colorado and Maine trying to take Trump off the ballot. It's going to get wild, friends. Look at what happened in 2020. Look at what happened in 2020. I mean, seriously, like we got to buckle up. But I'm also here to tell you that we're stronger since 2020, right? Like, I feel like we're stronger. I feel like we have more of a backbone to be able to say no and fight for our freedoms and to be able to stand strong with what we believe. And at the end of the day, if you are feeling anxious, if you are feeling scared for what's to come, whether that be you're afraid of, um, you know, let's say Biden staying in office or heck, you're afraid of Trump getting into office or you're afraid of what is to come and the uncertainty and potential of a new virus or whatever that may be, whatever the plan is to go into 2024 elections. If you are anxious, I want to remind you of one thing. Remember who is in control. Remember who is in control and knows your days and puts you on this earth at the exact moment in time right now. And that's God. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows your anxiety. He knows your fears. But he's here with you. So if you ever feel like this year is becoming too much, lean into him. He's got you. He's got you. So this this season of Informed Consent, I'm really excited to kind of have a different model. Um, As you guys probably know, I do try to have guests on this show. And I really want to set a goal for 2023 to have two guests a month on this podcast. And I'm going to try to find guests, all different topics. Obviously, I really can see what you guys are liking according to just like statistics of downloads and shares and things like that. So I'm really going to try to keep it in line with what you guys are interested in and try to stay away with topics that maybe you guys don't seem so interested in. But I'm always open to suggestions. If you are a faithful listener or if you're brand new to listening to the show, I always, always, always value your opinions, your your suggestions. Does that always mean that I'm going to do an episode on that? I'll be honest, no, but I won't lie. I write it down and I do research it and look into it. And if it's something that I feel like I can do a podcast on, I try to do it. So you can always message me over on Instagram at Brooke Bocci. That's probably the easiest way to... um send me your information, or you can just simply email me. It's bocchibrook at gmail.com, like super freaking easy. You can email me there with your questions, or if you have any recommendations, or if you have a specific guest that you know that could be valuable for the show that you want to send my way, I would absolutely be very open to that. So again, really going to shoot for two guests a week, heck, maybe even more if I can find them. And also we are back to weekly. I promise you every Wednesday morning, I will be launching a new episode I'm really, really setting that goal for myself to make sure I can do that and 
because it's important to me. It's important to you guys, especially it's important going into 2024. I do plan on covering any craziness that's going on to help give you guys some peace and understanding of what's going on. So I'm taking that upon myself and maybe this will be a distraction to my life stuff, but hopefully this year is a better year for us. And I have so much more exciting news to share with you guys. And I pray and just hope in all senses that 2024 is a blessing year for you, for your family, and for all that you hope to come in 2024 is it comes. And so with that, I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for always supporting me, for being there and for allowing me to have a third season of my podcast. So much love and light to all of you guys. And I will be back next week with a guest, a super exciting guest that is like the guest of my dreams. So stay tuned.